Hello, one and all, and welcome to Dub Talk. I'm Stephanie, and this is the podcast where my good pals and I talk about either a recent dub announcement or tackle an old review of mine that recently got a dub, fairly recently. Today, if Blood Blockade Battlefront was mostly estrogen-filled, today I'm the only estrogen in the room, as I am joined by Hardy. Yeah! As, <laughs> as well, for the very first time, Zenith. Yo, what's going on? <laughs> Yay! Um... Today's dub announcement comes hot off the heels of Akon, and it's one of, I wrote two, but it's actually three now, that the podcast is going to cover. And wait, 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 a- wait a minute, you say it's from Akon, but which con? I, I think she means the rapper Akon, like, you know, a- get Akon with the sing- things and shit, you know? Yes, Yeah. No, totally. I, or maybe she's referring to, you know, like when you get cheated out of a lot of money and, you know, you get victim to a con. Hmm. Or or from too- a specific con like like Magfest or something. Right. I was about to say, all things considered, <laughs> with the first episode of the show we're covering today, it would work. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, the f- and, oh God, where am I? I was reading and you guys jumped in. Um, yeah, and the show that we're covering today... Apparently not a lot of people like it, and yet for some reason, myself, Hardy, and Zenith has told me he kind of likes it, actually. Um, Ultimate Otaku Teacher is the dub announcement we're covering today. Because no one <laughs> else will. Yeah. No one else will. The, the, I don't understand why. This is uh, GTO revamped. Uh, honestly, I, I've not seen uh, too many animes that quite resembled Great Teacher Onizuka uh in in a long time uh granted there's quite a bit of differences but uh (laughs) yeah (laughs) significantly but the heart is still there um i was i was a little bit iffy on this uh because the way it begins i i don't think they quite paced the anime very well in the first episode but once i kind of yeah once i understood what the show was about uh yeah, once I understood what the show was really about, and once I actually saw him in action as the teacher, then it got a lot better. Yeah, like, everyone has issue with the first episode, but I keep telling people, like, if you watch past it, it gets a little bit better. <laughs> Still not the best thing in the world, but... Um, I will tell you what doesn't get better, and I will say this, even as a fan of this show, I will say this right now. Sword Art Online? This show looks like ass. Yes, you've said that numerous times. It look, and this is A1 Pictures, too, yeah, by the, the way. The same company who did Sword Art Online. Now that's Sword Art Online and a bunch of other really, really nice shows. Yeah. Nice looking shows. And yet this is terrible. Yeah, it looks like it was <laughs> made on a, uh, a budget of shoestrings and lint. Yeah, especially when it first like opens and you see a lot of it looks very, very 2D. And, and 2D isn't bad i mean obviously it's an anime but it's it's not glossy or anything it's it's very low tech yeah i thought i was watching comic party for a second when it first started up i'm like what am i in 1992 (laughs) yes well it could be a stylistic choice we don't know that but either way right (laughs) and anyway we're kind of digressing um (laughs) you guys know the drill by now we'll be covering the announcement that we got uh with all of our predictions and such and even more predictions because not even half of the quote-unquote main cast has been announced. Um, yeah, yeah. Since it's really <laughs> weird how Funimation does it because you you make predictions for like 
nine episodes in for all the characters who sh- who show up through the whole series, and then and then the only ones that are announced are for like one, maybe two episodes. Right. Yeah. It's, it's the same situation that happened with Seraph, actually. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> anyway, um, I guess we should probably start with the ADR director and the scriptwriter. There is no assistant on this one. Uh, so... <laughs> Nobody else wanted to touch it. <laughs> I I can kind of understand that. It's it's very noticeable. Well, this isn't a bad script, I don't think. Um, I, I think that some of, the, some of the takes could have been redone in terms of the voice acting. Yeah, well, luckily, they're going to get the chance to do that before it gets a home video release. But um, in terms of figuring out who could possibly direct and write this, I had no clue. Because I knew this show was not going to be like a t- one of their top tier shows from the season. This is not Mike McFarlane material. This is definitely not Mike McFarlane material. It, it, no Mike Seth- right here. It is Seth McFarlane material. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I say that it, it, as as good <laughs> Seth McFarlane, like back before he started sucking. So it, Like early Family Guy, like first three seasons of Family Guy, maybe. Because the yeah. jokes do work, but... There, there are some awkward moments here and there where I'm just like, yeah, th- th- this is definitely Seth MacFarlane. Yeah, but I didn't even try because I, I knew it wasn't gonna be like a one of the directors that we normally will see mm. come up with, yeah. come up on these shows. So I knew it was was not gonna be Mike. It wasn't gonna be Jerry. No way was it gonna be Zach or yeah. even Chris Bevins or any of the ones that we normally get to see. Yeah, the McFarland train does not stop here. <laughs> the McFarland train is, we're not hopping aboard on it today. <laughs> um, so, what we have, ADR director is Kyle Phillips, and the script writer is Clint Bickham. Couple names we don't hear that often, to be honest. No, we don't, honestly. Yeah. Um, with Kyle Phillips, ironically enough, this is his first directing gig. Mm-hmm. I believe he did do assistant ADR for World Break last season with, who was it? Was it Tyler Walker who did that one? I don't know. Let me pull that I up. I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember. I, I know Tyler Walker's name was thrown in that in one of the shows last season. I just don't remember. But um, the Otaku Teacher is his first full-fledged directing thing. Otherwise than that, he's done ADR engineering, a little bit of script work, and commentary. Which makes sense. I mean, if it's not a high-profile series, then you'd want to put someone new on it. Um, it's a good place to really cut your teeth on, you know, figuring out how to do things. And then, as for Clint Bickham... He's mainly a voice actor. Mainly, but he's done quite a bit of script. And, be- and this is the first time I've seen this... Sans, Monica, and Josh. This is the first time I've seen a a script writer that's between Funimation and Sentai. Right, yeah, because most of his roles were actually um, Sentai Sentai, um, Mm -hmm. roles, so... Yep. Mm -hmm. So, it's interesting to see that come in. And here's the funny thing that stuck out to me when I was doing a little bit of research. He's the script writer for Welcome to the NHK. (laughs) Oh, wow. Mm Mm-hmm. So this is interesting to me. <laughs> so this isn't his first parade into the whole otakudom material. No. Which, yeah. which which helps. I think that does help. And he also did World God Only Knows, so that helps it out too. Right. He, he's done a few others. He has done... I don't know, 
Dream Eater Mary, um, the OVA for Elfin Lead, uh, some script for Fairy Tale, um, some script for Freezing. Oh God, he he did the script for Gantz. I just saw that. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh, that God. is not one of the. I would not put that down on one of my most uh, proud accomplishments. To no, he did also do the script for Hyperdimension Neptunia, which means he really worked with McFar Yeah, which means he worked with Nick McFarlane then, because hmm. McFarlane directed that one. <laughs> so it's 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 a nice variety. It's definitely interesting to see that. I will say that in the two episodes that I watched uh, listening to the script is that it's catchy. He uses a lot of phrases that are catchy right now and they are relevant to the material but unfortunately they're going to be they're not going to age well because i think in episode two he actually uses the phrase social justice warriors yes he does and i yeah. i kind of i simultaneously facepalmed and laughed because right. it is funny but i you, you don't want to open that cage yeah. I mean, well, it just, it dates the material. I mean, because... Mm -hmm. A little bit. I mean, and then what was one that I heard? Because um, I only watched the first episode um, of the dub. I think the word fleeb, fleeb Oh, yeah, used? plebeian. Plebeian. Yeah. Noob yeah. was in there. Exactly. Plebe. Yeah. I mean, I mean it, wor it works for the content of now, but, like, years later... Yeah, ten years I mean, from now... Well, ten years from now, you probably won't be even remembering Ultimate Otaku Teacher, but... No, and it's probably not going to age well animation-wise anyway. As <laughs> now it's not going <laughs> to. It already looks 10 years behind. Yes. It, <laughs> see, the difference, though, is, I mean, I, I work with a lot of, uh, you know, editing a lot of 90s-style animation uh, for my show. And, I mean, yes, it's, it's not... It, it looks pretty bad, but its quality definitely is better than some in terms of its animation, I would say. Right. They they cut corners a lot, but it's not say like really really VHS quality. It doesn't okay, look like sure. Slayers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. So script writing wise, at least we got our slight gripes of that out of the way. Directing wise, it's definitely interesting because brand new director basically. Right. And you can kind of tell. It it's it's pretty obvious the fact that it doesn't have an, an opening. The episode begins, but it doesn't have an opening, and then you have two people talking over each other, and you kind of have no idea what's going on, which is why I was kind of iffy at, uh, like, about the whole thing to begin with, because I had no idea what the hell was going on. Well, a I'm lot of first episodes start out like that, where they don't have an opening. It's Yeah, you know, a lot of them do nowadays. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But, but more in the sense of you know there's a specific point where the episode actually begins it just kind of like happens rather than setting okay, up that's fair yeah well part of that's also the show itself so it's not like <laughs> yeah. they can work with it really well <laughs> yeah it doesn't it, i guess it kind of doesn't help that the show and its quality and what it's trying to do doesn't give much wiggle room <laughs> to really try and do something with it mm -hmm. doesn't help much so yeah i think <laughs> I think it'll be interesting to see what happens. Well, I mean, I, take a show that has so few fans, apparently, as this, at least here in America. In Japan, it's it's actually huge. It's much more popular in Japan than it is over here. Yeah, this one's a two-core, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and it's selling really well over there. It's yeah. just, it, it's, it's a culture difference. It's complete and yeah. utter... 
and that's what's happening. Is it's huge over there? It's crap over here. So what they're doing, I think they're 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 in both the cast and the director's roles. I think they're trying to cut some teeth. I think they're trying to uh, to get some new blood on it because they don't want to spend. They don't want to blow their wad with their high-quality people. They don't want to yeah, bring... Yeah, as, as we're, as we're going to see with who was announced as of now, anyway. Right. It's, it is a good amount of new people mm-hmm. in the five or six roles that have been announced. Mm-hmm. So it, it's understandable. It makes a lot of sense here. Yeah. Especially um, because in America, like, you mentioned cultural differences. In America, I mean... We don't really use the term otaku that much. I mean, outside of our circles, a lot of the people are weeaboos. I want to say, can, can weeaboos. <laughs> now weeaboos aren't human. That's the difference. Say, I'm a weeaboo. I think of that song now. But I'm a even people who are kind of like that uh, generally aren't otaku's in the same sense that you see in this show. We well, don't really understand that that much. Here's the difference is there's cultural difference in the definition of the word as well. Because mm-hmm. otaku over here d- means someone who really, really likes anime. Otaku in, in over Japan, there, it's, it's it's like a bad it's word. Like, it's a derogatory it's more like, term. More like obsessive tendencies. Exactly. It's like it's kind of like Higekimori, where it's like complete shut-in, just, you know, right. obsessed with buying anime and... and they have the pillows and the the figurines and everything. It's it's not even necessarily anime related. I mean, if you're obsessed over anything, you you're an otaku. Right. Like Princess Jellyfish. I was uh, about to say that um, Tsukimi, she loves jellyfish. She's technically considered an otaku in Japan. She's obsessed with jellyfish. It's like her favorite thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I mean, and so then it's really weird. Yeah, it's it's cultural differences. Potato, um, tomato, you know. <laughs> pretty much. Um, so, on to the cast. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably should have asked this before we started recording. Um, <laughs> do, we, do we care? Um, do we care? I'm just looking at the order. Um, do we care if I put Miho first rather than Hiragi? Because Hiragi actually is there for a good amount of time. Right. Miho. Yeah, that, yeah. That's fine. Okay, so Miho Kito. Now, before um, we get into this, before we get into this, <laughs> yes. Steph, you and I had a bet. Oh, right. This is true. I forgot to say this. So, um, originally this kind of came out of uh, the bet that Megan and I had with Noragami that never happened. Um, Hardy just kind of approached me. He's like, how about you and I have a bet with this one? I'm like, okay, what's the bet? And he said, whoever cannot predict the most amount of um, voice actors for this cast correctly will have to pick a series of the winner's choosing. <laughs> now, we had we had three conditions. The conditions were, number one, no hentai, obviously. Yes, God, no. <laughs> because, you know, Lord knows I've been trying to get Stephanie to watch Bible Black for God knows how long, and she refuses to I, do it. No, <laughs> I don't want to go away. Um, yeah. The second condition was it has to be legally streaming. Right, and either Funimation, Crunchyroll, or one of the other legal sites. And the third yes. one was that it had to be short. So it had either, or either like an eleven to thirteen episode one, or even a film. Yeah, a film or OVA or something like that. So it right. something relatively short, like a season's mm-hmm. worth or something. And so, yeah. uh, pretty. And so, <laughs> yeah. We were all wrong. <laughs> so, <laughs> we'll get to that part at we'll the end. We'll get to but, it. Um, yeah. Needless to say, we are both screwed. Uh. <laughs> 
<laughs> Zen is just gets to sit in the corner and laugh at our misery. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have fun with this. Yes, you are, especially with the one I picked for Hardy. Oh <laughs> joy! Because <laughs> Hardy doesn't know what I picked for him, but I know what he picked for me. So. <laughs> um, I'm sweating. Anyway, <laughs> Miho Kito, Miho Kito. Um. She's only in for like two episodes. She is one of the bullies from the first episode, mm-hmm. um, who harasses M- Minako. Is that Wicked uh, Blondie? That's Wicked Blondie. Wicked Blondie. Oh God, um, um, I have words. Uh, <laughs> um, Prediction-wise, I had nobody. Nope. I nope. Because <laughs> this is a similar case to Seraph of the End. Where for some reason a two-episode character has been announced. <laughs> at least I, at least in this case, I can kind of understand why. But <laughs> obviously, no predictions. So, Jamie Marhi. Yeah, doing her best. Sounds valley like a valley girl. girl. Exactly. Um. I. I. We're supposed to take this person seriously. And I'm reminded, once again, the GTO comparison of the, you know, main, uh, the, the main student who was given, uh, GTO some problems. And I was thinking, okay, this might be that same character. And she opened her mouth, and then, uh, I can't take anything she does seriously. <laughs> anything. That's probably the point. <laughs> But, but the thing is, the she's supposed to be learning a lesson and becoming a better person, and I can't take any of that seriously when she's talking like that. The, the <laughs> funny thing is that that's not actually very far off from J.B. Marker's normal voice. It's not, really. Yeah, no, she's she's got that Nashville accent, which a Nashville accent is my way of saying it's sort of like a Southern Belle meets Valley Girl. She's definitely a Southern Belle. Yeah. That accent of hers, you can definitely tell. <laughs> Right. Um, and as a Tennessean, I know. So. <laughs> yes. Anyway, um, Jamie Marhi, in terms of other roles, a lot. <laughs> yeah. She is probably one of, I would probably have to say two out of this cast that has the most credits to her name. Um, so of course you get you. Of course you put her with a character who disappears after episode two, naturally. Of course. And now we know why that this character was announced. Mm-hmm. Compared to like who the hell? What the hell was it? Yamanaka from Sarah. Yeah. No. Again, no offense. No offense to Seth Magill, but <laughs> doesn't make sense. Um. I don't know. I, yeah. I I feel someone else could have been better cast in this character. It's just a minor role. And yes, she's supposed to be this blonde, kind of ditzy I girl. Mean, but here's a here's the thing: it, they could have just given had Jamie use her normal voice. They didn't have to have her do the Valley Girl thing at all. And it, it, it would have been because because I mean, people love Jamie's regular voice. Yeah, right. it, I I think it's the exaggeratedness of it. It mm-hmm. it, it normally like it, someone in that role. Yes, she's supposed to have like a certain air about her. But in the second episode, it felt off, because in the first one, okay, she's supposed to be villainous, and the way she acts, that makes sense. In the second episode, she's actually, you know, apologized, and she's kind of turned over a new leaf, and then she still has that same air about her, like, she's a douche. Like, oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god, seriously, guys. Seriously. I want to be a chef. (laughs) I want to, like, cooking stuff. 
Oh my god, I'm gonna have fun watching the second dub episode later. Yeah. <laughs> so, I guess you could say there's not a whole lot to really talk about here. I mean, the character disappears after episode two, from all we know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, she may pop up, but I mean, it's been not... right now, she hasn't. It's been it, 11 it, episodes, and we haven't right. seen any hide or hair of her. So, I mean, what's the purpose of even announcing the character? I mean, we, it's Jamie Markey. <laughs> it's Jamie Markey, but I mean, she has the most recognizable voice. We would have known it's Jamie Markey after watching the episode anyways. Yeah. I mean... So, we should probably move on. Yeah, moving <laughs> on. Because there's no point in t- sticking to this one. Um... So the person who who was originally cast, who on the actual casting is cast last, but because you know, Miho, two minutes. Uh, um, Koyomi Hiragi. Koyomi Hiragi. Hiragi. What was the Hiragi? Yes. Hiragi. Um, she is the what is it? She's she's not the chairman, is she? She's something. Let me let me she's, take a look. She's. We're like talking about the show. Like, we don't even know about it. <laughs> We don't know anything about this show. And we're the ones who only like it. <laughs> what are we doing here? Help me, Mommy, I'm scared. <laughs> she is oh She is the chairman of Eco Academy. Yep, so she is the chairman of the nice, fancy, private, slash, or, slightly rich school that Kagami eventually goes and teaches at. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the person who only appears for like two seconds in the, the second episode. First episode. Right. Well, the first, first episode. Yeah, at the end. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. But at least from here on out, we actually have predictions. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so, who would like to go first? I would like to go first. Go I, ahead. I thought it was going to be Monica Rial. Because, really? uh, yeah, I, I, she, well, she has voiced pretty much every stereotype of female at this point, and even a few little boys, too. So, she can pull off pretty much any voice. And she's done this, this voice for characters like to where they're sort of just devious and and just kind of that have that that shit-eating grin always and um mm. sort of in the back and just very quiet and like i believe that we will have fun with this one <laughs> and yeah, uh that makes sense and yeah i've she's played a few roles like that and that's the voice that came into my head when i first saw the character I'm like yeah that's i would i would like to see monica real okay I actually don't know if you have predictions, Zenith. Do you have anything? Um, not really. I unfortunately, I'm really bad with names. I'm really good with voices, so if I've heard them before, I can usually tell how I feel about them. But in terms of predictions, I, I think Monica Rial would be a good call for this as well. Either okay. that, or uh, who's the one who voice acted uh, Ragyo Kiryu in, in uh, Kill a Kill? That was Laura Post. Because uh, she did a brilliant job with what she was given, and I think a, a role like that would, might be suited for her. Yeah. Maybe that a, would be interesting. Yeah. I think Laura's voice is a bit too mature for a high school girl. That's that's just my thing. But yeah, yeah. And then L.A. <laughs> L.A. Uh, and yeah. Broadcast yeah Unfortunately, that's, that's the other problem. Hey, hey now, now. Todd Habercorn well, okay. and Vic Mignogna okay. have been in No, No, wait, wait. Todd fucking Habercorn. <laughs> I introduced him to the SAO boobers today, <laughs> mind you. <laughs> he loves it. Abercorn. Oh, <laughs> Welcome Where to our I- group of memes. <laughs> Where did my eyes go? I can't see a thing. I do okay. not know. <laughs> anyway, um, I actually had two predictions. One slightly obvious, Caitlin Glass. I felt that... Like, just watching how the character, like, 
portrays herself, how the character acts and everything, I felt that Caitlyn could handle a character like that. My other prediction, I don't exactly remember no, remember why I picked this person. I put Whitney Rogers in here as well. Because hmm. <laughs> uh, it kind of... Because I saw, what was it? Um, Maria, if I remember correctly. Maria the Virgin Witch, and she's Artemis. Right. And I kind of wanted to see more from her and see more, like, a bit more versatility and see what she can really play with. Right. So I kind of put her here, too. Well, um, she was in uh, Defrag recently. Mm-hmm. Yes, and yeah. I've only seen some clips. She's, yeah, she's the student council president, if I remember correctly. She basically plays the exact same role in Defrag that she does in Hagenai. And that is the mm-hmm. ginormous, you know, mean-spirited bitch. So, Basically. Yeah. Um, but anyway, wrong. Yeah, we're all Jade, wrong. Jade Saxton is... Yeah. So, so wait, this is Doctor Who now? What? <laughs> what? Inside Saxon is a character in Doctor Who. I've not mind. seen Doctor Who. That that joke failed. Um, womp, Jade, womp. Jade is the other person aside from Jamie who basically has a long ass resume. Yeah. Um uh from let's see, Bacano, Blood Sea, The Last Dark, let's see, Defrag. <laughs> Most recently Death, Nobunagun. Yep, Death Parade is another recent one. Uh Fairy Tale. Log Horizon. Uh, Mm-hmm. Carnival, Michiko and Hachin, uh... Which is debuting on Toonami coming up soon. Shameless yes, plug. As of, yeah, as of recording this, it's probably already been airing on Toonami, but that's okay. Um, she's done quite a bit for this, and because I've only heard, like, the two seconds at the end of episode one, I think it's gonna be fine. It kind of reminds me a little bit of how she handled Nona from Death Parade. Right. So I have no issue with it. I don't really have an issue with it. I think I probably would have liked Monica more, but right. uh, because she can make her sound just a little bit more devious and foreboding. But uh, I really don't have a problem with it. What do you I think? I have no issue. What did you think, Zenith? Um, I unfortunately do not know this person. So I mean, uh, from just just the two seconds we heard of her at the end, what it was? You, what did character. you think of? Um, yeah, okay. I mean, it's it's not. Mm. it's really hard to say at this point in time because like she just kind of like hmm yes things are going according to plan it's it's a very very small it, role there's not much i can say at about this it. point in time yeah yeah there's really just this point in time there's really just not much i can say just yet right we'll yeah, hear more episode, from her we, we hear episode more three sorry comes out. yeah when episode three comes out i yeah that's the episode where she kind of starts hounding kagami so when that episode comes out, we'll definitely get to hear more from her and hear a lot more how it sounds. Um, let's see. I think we're good to move on. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is going to be we, one of the shortest dub talk episodes ever, isn't it? Oh, I don't know, because we do have those predictions for, like, the five or six characters that we not right. even touched upon. Yeah, I better um, start throwing out more dirty jokes. <laughs> let's not. Uh, Teletubbies! Anyway. <laughs> Shut the hell up. <laughs> we're, not, we're, not, we're not bringing Aaron Dismugin to this episode. Leave him out of this. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody say something nasty about Eric Vale, quick. No. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. See, this is why I picked the show that I did for you. <laughs> this is my revenge. Minako. Minako is the next character. She is... 
uh, face punch. Face punch. That, that face is the punch. Nickname. That is the I, nickname Kagami gives her. Face punch. I love face punch. I, you know, <laughs> there there were a couple times where I thought her uh, voice delivery was a little flat, but I think what really latched me onto the character was the singing in the beginning because she actually does a good job. Great. I will admit that that was really good. Um, prediction wise, Minako was a hard one for me. It yeah. So I threw Whitney Rogers in for some reason. <laughs> that was my prediction because I had to think about this for a while. I'm just like, Whitney Rogers, maybe she can do it. Let's see what she can do. Here you go. <laughs> I have a feeling that we're going to be hearing Whitney Rogers as a prediction from you for a lot of these characters. I'm nope, just going to say Whitney Houston two. instead. Well, she's <laughs> dead, so I mean, <laughs> oh. that'd be kind of hard. No, uh, me, me, Minako and Hiragi were the only two I put Whitney Rogers in, actually. Yeah. Right. Um, anyway, uh, did you have anything? I did. I thought Kara Edwards. And my reasoning okay. is kind of roundabout and, 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 and doesn't really make much sense. But in Hana, in, what was it? Hagenai, um, she played a character that wasn't even an actual character. She was a character from a video game that they were playing in the club room. And she was the voice from the video game. And the character okay. that she played in the video game looked quite similar to... Minako, uh, as f- far as face is, con- as far as her face is concerned, oh. so kind of long, roundabout way. And I've heard Kara Edwards voice characters who look like that, face-wise, or have similar features like that as well. So I mean, I'm interested. I'm interested to hear um, Kara Edwards in uh, what was it, Diagon Rampa? She's the uh, computer programmer character. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm interested to see that. Yeah. I just think she has a really, really cute voice. That's so I, you know. <laughs> that works. Um, <laughs> yeah. So. Zenith, did like you have anything? We... Not really. Uh, I, again, I'm very, very bad with names. So. Okay, well, list a character <laughs> that you enjoy the voice of, and I can tell you who the actress was. Um. Yeah, Hardy. Hardy's like our walking encyclopedia, basically. Yes. Like uh... a lot more than I am. Uh, from Danganronpa 2, uh, the ultimate princess. Okay, now you got me. When you go into video games, I kind of... Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But but it's also going to be an anime, so... Uh, but yeah, uh, the is... Uh, why can't I remember her name? Uh, but yeah, the the ultimate princess. Oh yeah, so, Sophia, Sophie, never mind. Let me take a look. We will get to the bottom of this. <laughs> to the internet, <laughs> to the Google. Yes, if for no other reason than my own morbid curiosity. I will eat my pocky because eating pocky um, is totally appropriate for today's episode. Actually, it's Sonia. Never mind. I, I misspoke. It has been a while since I played Danganronpa two. Do they? You know, if they have different names in the American. Oh, here it is, Natalie Hoover. Who the hell is that? She was. Uh, she that was really hasn't. That name. She hasn't done a lot of major roles just yet. She had a few roles, like a small role in Sword Art Online. Um, she had a small role in Ma- in Magi or Magi, whatever you want to call it. But so uh, again, L.A. <laughs> yeah, it's L.A. That that's the problem with broadcast dubs is L.A. Yeah. voice actors are. Uh, and then there's the miracle known as Yuki Nagato. Exactly, which, you know, 
That was a God mic. Bless, God bless Todd, Alex, and Chris Sabin on that one. God, Holy crap. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was that was truly a mic drop moment if I've ever seen one for Funimation. Because that was like, yeah, you know. I mean, like, admittedly, they've been on a roll with, like, a trying to keep previous casts rather faithful. Because, I mean, Yuki Nagato, mm -hmm. uh, Neptunia is another one. And yet, um, for, and ironically, for Rampa, that was the odd one out. They completely recast it, except for Bryce. Except for Bryce. But at least they kept Bryce. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But anyways... Because that's probably the one thing that everyone's going to care about. Anyway. Yeah. We're wrong anyway. Uh, Sarah Windenheft, which, if you do not recently remember, we actually talked about her during Blood Blockade Battlefront. Yes, we did. As Michela. Um, or Mikhail or whatever, however the hell you name, pronounce her name. However she's pronounced. Um, What's her nuts? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, yeah, as mentioned previously, not a lot of roles to her name right now. Mm -hmm. um, aside from Minako and aside from Michela, she also has at least decent-sized roles for Index, Film, uh, Miracle of Endymion, Freezing Vibration, and that's it. The rest are minor roles. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, minor roles that include Railgun, Defrag, Neptunia, Psychopath 2, Senran Kagura, and Yoriguma. So, very new. <laughs> Still. Gay Bears. It, you can, you Gay can bears. definitely tell that she's a newer voice actress, but at the same time, I think sh with what she's given, she does a, a noteworthy job. Right. To be honest, I think she sounded a lot like Kira Edwards in this role. Which, for you and the fact that that because i have not heard a lot of Kara edwards yeah i think she sounded fine yeah i think she sounded really cute yay, uh, I, like yay. I, I like it too i was i mean especially with the song i was a little worried about the song um but she pulled it off really well i liked it i, I think the song is actually the best part for her because she actually got to show off her chops because a lot of what she does isn't is in relation to other characters so She's more a reactionary character. She reacts to the teacher. She she reacts to the bullies, and it's all about her like hero journey kind of thing. But when yep. she was singing, it was it, it really felt more genuine to me. Minako, she kind of does become a bit of a secondary character after this point, uh, after this second episode. Um, but at least compared to Miho, she comes in again. So yeah. Well, I she should. She's in the opening. <laughs> I would hope so. Um, but for, at least from what I can tell, I do like where it's going, and I thoroughly enjoy what I saw, what I heard from the first episode. Um, so yeah, hooray! Uh, and basically, like for Minako, Minako, Suzune, and Kagami, these three are relatively new. So I'll say this now: I honestly think it's great that they're getting exposure like this. Perfectly honest. It's Even a, if the show isn't that great. <laughs> I, I, I think it's a good way to start off. I mean, it's better than, Definitely. say, like, Bible Black or something like that. But, I, I <laughs> oh, mean, it, it's something that, you know, I like it because it definitely has a lot of inspiration uh, behind it. it. While it does act dumb at times, much like Great Teacher yeah. Onizuka, it has its moments where he's just like, okay, let's teach some life, uh, some life lessons. Let's teach them how to be better people. Granted, he's he's a smart guy, so I mean he's not he, he's not going to be dumb like Onizuka. But at the same time, he doesn't want to teach, so he's going to teach life lessons right. instead. He is a YD. 
he can only does what he yearns to do. do. Yep. Sounds right so now, much I, like me. And right now, I yearn to open this beer and consume it. <laughs> and I yearn to eat more Pocky. We're good. Um, <laughs> probably a good time as I need to move on. Um, Susan A. Susan A. Kagami's little sister. Little big sister. Susan A. Little big sister, basically. The the short short wearing uh, fan service character, who actually who has who actually has the most sense out of anyone. Yep, and who and wields a baseball bat. She is secretly little slugger. It's little slugger. Whack. <laughs> Seriously, the whole time, like throughout the entire episode, every time something happens, she just picks up a baseball bat and she starts trying to attack something. Uh, and it seems nine like she nine times ha- out of ten it's Kagami. Kagami. Nine times out of ten it's Kagami. That's because Kagami usually deserves it, to be honest. Usually, yes. Usually, he's a dumbass. Yeah. Um, oh. Although she definitely does have a lot of sense, a lot, of, a lot of uh, respect for her brother, because she, she, she goes out of her way to help him uh, in in a lot of yeah. respects. I mean, Kagami needs a job anyway. He needs to learn how to take care of himself, so she's looking out for him. At the same time, like you know, when when they go out and buy figures, he says that she's into collectibles, so she's a little bit of an otaku herself, I would say. But she at least has some sense. Yeah. Okay. Prediction wise, I, I had Alexis oh, go tipped ahead. in. Okay. I had Alexis tipped in for mine because I felt like after seeing Alexis go with like Maria was the big one in terms of recent stuff. Maria was definitely the big one. Where I was like, I think I can see her do this one. And there was still a variety of ones um, that I've seen her do. None are coming to my head right now. But I felt... Because Susan A was another tough one. Just admit it, you picked her because she's blonde. No, the big reason why I picked her was... I tried to see if I could pick someone who could play off my predictions for Kagami. Right. That was the big thing for me. Because Kagami was like the first one I picked for. Yeah, Kog- and you'll know why. <laughs> exactly. But um, I was like, who could play? Who could bounce off of this person if they were Kagami? And I think, because I actually have two, I think the Le- Alexis Tipton could have done it rather well, playing off of these two. It's funny that you mention it because I don't ever think I've, out of recent memory, I'm sure she has at some point, but out of recent memory, I don't think I've ever heard Alexis play directly second banana to that actor that who you're talking about because i know who you're talking about yeah and uh i I, actually you know what i think they did play off each other in yeah dance in the vampire bond that's the only one i can think of really which i totally did not watch (laughs) i am just i did not watch that at all for all 12 episodes um so just clearing the air there (laughs) <laughs> but anyways, yeah. Drink your beer. Um, um, you yeah, let me let me sip this. <laughs> and what did you have for prediction, Hardy? I had Brittany Karbowski. Oh, Be- that's an interesting pick. Yeah, because she often has played the blonde, catty little sister who is always messing with her older brother, trying to get him to stop being a jerk and... And what it's it's very similar to the role that she's played in Chaos Head, another terrible show that I've never watched. But uh, but um, no, I think I've heard her in that type of role, and I think she really could have pulled it off because the whole antagonistic big bro, get your butt up and go to work. 
<laughs> I, yeah, I think I think it works naturally with Britney's voice, and and the the character looks like a lot like it, she actually kind of looks like Susan A. Okay. Yeah, um, if you look at pictures of, if, of Britney, especially when she was younger, she actually does look a lot like Susan A. So uh, that's who I had. Mm-hmm. Zenith, do you want to attempt to? Yes, I actually. Um, <laughs> I was thinking uh, the person who played Mion from Higarashi no Nakakoro ni. Oh, uh, who was that? Let me look that up. Oh God! First of all, that dub is terrible. Yeah, it is. Why are we talking about it? <laughs> um, Not the well. Some of the actors are good in it. They just were. It's it's just the du- it's just the directing. The I dub think. had Daryl Gilbo in it. Enough said. Oh Jesus! Here we go. Yeah. We got her boner going again. Oh, yeah. Megan Hollingshead. You've okay. heard her in um, a bunch of stuff. She was in... She was Riel Mayer from Ergo Proxy. She mm-hmm. was... Uh, she's been in Naruto. She's been in Code... She was Valletta from Code Geass. Okay. She, she's Rangiku from Bleach. That's... that's See, that's where... Rangiku, like, the same kind of character... But yeah. we're all wrong. We're all wrong again. We, we got another relative newbie, Michaela Krantz. Who? Um, thank you. <laughs> did Did you just turn into Scooby Doo for a second there? Who? <laughs> I think we're gonna make this a thing right for now with Hardy. Um, it's it's a thing. Um, Who? This is an, <laughs> another one where she has where they haven't done a whole lot, major wise. Um. Aside from Otaku Teacher, there's Nobunagan and World Break. Um, but she's done smaller roles for Fairy Tale, uh, Freezing Vibration, Hyperdimension Neptunia, Noragami, Soul Eater Knot, Tokyo Ravens, and Wanna Be the Strongest in the World. And that is literally her ANN page. Yeah. <laughs> so, Up we and got cover. another newbie. Uh, we got another one. Here's my thoughts on it I think it works, however, I think she sounds a bit too old for Suzune. Just a tiny yeah, bit. Yeah, it's like the attitude is there. It just sounds too mature. Yeah, Susan A really needed someone who was who sounded a bit younger. And yeah, because because Susan A is the sister, not the mother. Right. And it, it kind of came off a little bit as like a maternal paternal kind of thing. And that's not the whole. And that's not even the point of Susan A to begin with. So, I mean, it works. There might just be some adjusting over time. It's yeah. better in the so. second episode. Uh, the, the first episode. Good to know. It, it, the first episode is just a little bit awkward, and I think again, it's a lot of the problem with the the way they stage the first part of the episode and just kind of jumps into it with these two characters. And I, I don't know. It, it gets better. Yeah, I mean, again, it's a work in progress with these say, these the, broadcast the, dubs. Yeah, the boys have seen the two broadcast episodes. I've only seen the first one as of now, so. Mm-hmm. I can only go off the first one. Um, but yeah, it's going to take some adjusting. It's going to take a little bit of work, but I can see the potential. can definitely see the potential in there. Um, should we move on to the big big tuna, the big banana? I don't see why not, unless you got a few other things you want to say. I don't. Zenith? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Now, before we go and announce our predictions, I think Steph and I set aside a specific rule for our predictions for Kagami because we both had the same main character who we wanted to see. But then First of all, first of all, we're talking about Kagami in case you couldn't tell. Yeah. 
And, yeah, before you get too far. <laughs> yeah. And so I said, just to be safe, in case it's not this person, we should go ahead and pick at least two okay. other actors who we think could do well. I just picked one other, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Um, so, Kagami, I'll say my second prediction. We can go with the second one, like right. second and third is first before yeah, we get to the one we really want. Um, my backup was actually Joe McDonald. He was one of mine as well. Mm-hmm. I felt like I felt he can pull off nerdy. Like the voice could work. Like right. the the tone and the quality of his voice specifically could work with Kagami. That's I saw. How I, felt with it. I saw a lot in common. Obviously, not intelligence-wise, but I saw a lot mm-hmm. of attitude in common with uh, Kagami and Meow from Space Dandy. Yep. Yeah, a lot a of the lazy sassy, slacker. Sassy. Yeah. Rather sassy. <laughs> right. Yeah. But. Uh, um. What were your other uh, uh, extra predictions that were not the main one? <laughs> I played it really safe with this one. I said Josh Greeley. Because he's I, been. Ge- I never considered him actually. He, well, I mean, after, well, I mean, especially after seeing Fimped, I, I'm pretty sure the guy could do anything. That's but, fair. Yeah. Voice acting black magic. <laughs> yeah, voice acting black magic. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. If you haven't seen the Blood Ball K Battlefront episode, you yeah. should, because holy crap, were we surprised? Oh <laughs> man. But no, I, I think he could pull it off, and, and he's been getting a lot of main roles recently, and I think, mm-hmm. you know, in case they wanted to just play it safe and just pick someone they were used to, to doing these main roles, I think Josh Greeley would, would have done a decent job. Yeah, he probably would have. Did you have any others that weren't the main prediction? <sighs> Those were the two that came to mind because I really wanted to see the main prediction happen. I know, me too. Uh, Zenith, did, before we do that, though, Zenith, did you have anything? I had a couple in mind, uh, actually. Uh, Steve Bloom, uh, notable for voice acting Eikichi Onizuka in GTO, I think. I mean, he does a good that job of... That prediction makes sense. Yeah. It, 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 he's very <laughs> eccentric, concerned. and he can also do that, you know, uh, very unenergetic. Because it, it's kind of a similar character, just younger and more nerdy. Um, if not him, then Crispin Freeman. Yeah, Crispin Freeman, you know now that you mention it, I could see it fun. happen. That would have been, been fun. Because listening him oh, okay. to his voice from Hideki from Chobits, I'm like, you know, he could do that. He, yeah. he but again, could've. it's completely different companies, and this that's L.A., and this is a broadcast dub. So. Whoa. And then there, there's, there's a chance. And then, the, well, yeah, Yuki is like the exception, not the rule. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the exception to the rule, right? As right. Yeah. Um. So. Let's say it together. Three. All right. Three. Two, one. Eric. Eric Vale. Eric Vale. Okay. Yeah. It, it kind of makes well, well, sense. No, 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 no. That's not who was actually cast. That was the prediction that me and Hardy really want to see. Yeah. Oh. We really wanted to see that. Because mm. when I saw it, I was like. Because me, my freaking Eric Vale kick here. Yeah. Um, I was like, <laughs> shut up, party. I was like, I want to see Eric Vale go nerdy. Get all white and nerdy. Do that. Yes. Yeah. I have not. Like, I've seen him play Devious. I've seen him play Lovesick Puppy. I've seen him play an asshole. I've seen him play a pedophile at this, at this point. Let's make him into a nerd. Let's see what happens. <laughs> That's why I was like, Eric Vale, let's do this. He's Come played, on. I don't think he's ever played nerdy characters, but he has played very, very talkative, like, 
desperate characters like, um, well, um, Desert Punk for sure. Still need to watch Desert Punk. You need to watch Desert Punk. I have to. You need to watch Desert I Punk. Do. Oh, speaking of that, going off on a tangent, I figured out who Don is voiced by. Kenny Green. Who is it? Really? That's Kenny Green? Kenny Green, who's also the voice of Rain Spider in Desert Punk. And now that I heard it, all I can think of is the big testicle-headed dude going, there's a party in my pants and everyone's coming. Oh my god! Yes! <laughs> Cause, um, Rain Spider. Okay, Battlefront, we were thinking it was Mark Stoddard, but then we heard Abrams, and then it turned out to be Mark Stoddard, so we're like, who the hell is this Don... Yeah. So, I'm, gl- I'm glad someone figured that out. Yes. Um, yeah, so someone I'm figured sorry, it out and put it... Yeah. So, I'm sorry, Katie, it's it's not who you thought it was. Right. <laughs> but anyways, um, no, I've I've... I could hear Eric using his voice for for Desert Punk or America from Hatalia, sort of like, dude, why don't you come over here? We'll have some brewskis or whatnot. And and yep. using that kind of voice for, for Kagami, and I'd like, I really want to hear that. Please make yeah, this happen. Like, I was like, let's hear him nerd out, please. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not anyone, any of us. You were um, all wrong as usual. Hardy, could you tell them? Who it is because there's something I want to respond with. Anthony Bowling. This is what I wanted to do. Who? <laughs> now, now, now. Uh, to be fair, Anthony <laughs> to be Bowling. Fair, he's done a lot. He has done a lot. Uh, he's been around for, for a long time. For some reason, though, it's stuff that I have not seen. He's always played minor characters. He, this is his first major role as a main character. I mean, and, and you know, I tried to explain. I tried to explain to Steph who exactly he sounds like. He sounds like a younger, nerdier Chuck Huber. Yeah. In fact, there and have I been, can see the connection. There have been times to where I've gotten the two of them confused, because mm-hmm. sometimes when Chuck does his more uh, higher pitched voices it sounds very similar to anthony bowling yeah so if you're just as confused as me as to who the hell this person is um he's been in baka and test he has done um devil is a part-timer is probably another rather notable one that he's done right. recently mm-hmm. um Adeka 7 ao uh is this a zombie uh let's see my bride is a mermaid Wait, wait, King, the, the, fun, the funny thing about it is he always plays these spectacle-wearing, really nerdy characters. And that's why they picked him for this. And now that I've heard it, I can say, this is the role he was born to play. Yes, he does a good job. I was, I was skeptical about it, too. And then I saw the first episode, and I'm like, I love it. I'm good. I'm sold. I think he's More, he was a good choice, uh, especially because he can handle both sides of the character. Because again, yes, there's the you know otaku side, but you know the moment where he goes into the classroom, he takes charge and he changes a completely different character. He's able to yep. to do that with a snap of his finger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Time Let to start the lesson. lesson. Begin. Yeah. And I love I love how they do that. And it's it's. I don't want to say it's difficult, um, considering who the seiyu is for it in Japan, because it's the same voice actor for Japan who is Captain Levi from Attack on Titan. What? Not joking with you. 
It's um, Hiroshi Kamiya is the huh. seiyu for Kagami. And that's Captain Levi. <laughs> and it's very interesting to see this happen. Huh. Because, um, yeah, I know, right? We go from Captain Levi to Nerdy Kagami. What the hell happened? <laughs> so, I definitely think it's, I think it's a great fit. Granted, I'm like, I wanted to see Nerdy Eric Veal so bad. Mm-hmm. But for, for, for Anthony Bowling here, this could be the role that makes him like really stand out now. Well, I mean, this is the role he was made for, I think, because mm-hmm. he's been playing very similar roles all the way up to this point. And now that this role is a main character, it's like all my training has been for this moment. I it can is, now yeah. I can now ascend to the mountain for it is good. <laughs> this isn't even my final form. <laughs> <laughs> Your whole life, Ichigo, I was planning this. Yeah, basically. But um, I think it's perfect. I think it really works for him, and I'm very excited to see this happen. Mm-hmm. So good on you, sir. Yeah. Um, Go. So that's the end of the actual casting. Yeah. But However, we still have like a ton of predictions because we watched. I watched all the way up to episode nine specifically, even when the dub was announced, just so right. I could. I wanted to get voices. For all of the girls and the one guy who appear, the one guy in the ap- opening theme. Yeah, who appear in the opening because that was what I did too. Yeah, and so I have oh this boy. full. And now I mean, we still, you know, there's still a chance that we could get a few of them right. So we can make some so, predictions. Okay, so let's. We could probably do because there's a lot of them. Let's do there's six total. We'll do two at a time. Okay. Uh, Makina and Kiriko. Makina, aka Irregular Twin Tails. Mm-hmm. And Kiriko, if I remember correctly, she is Potatoes. Okay. So, um, Zenith obviously has not seen these episodes. <laughs> yes, I've only seen the first two, and so therefore I cannot really give any. If I knew what they were like, I could definitely say, okay, this would be similar to this character, but I have no idea. I just see what they look like. Makina, um, she's, she's a student council, I think she's on the student council. She's a bitch. um, Yeah, like disciplinary (laughs) committee kind of person, all those shenanigans, she's She's, she's a hard ass (laughs) who likes to enforce the rules, you know, you will do this by the book or you will be expelled, no questions asked. And And then... Kiriko is, um, I she's not exactly soft-spoken. Um, she's, but she's not the most outspoken. Exactly. She's she's trying to make ends meet by working at a maid cafe, and that is against the rules of the school. She uh, has to convince Twin-Tailed Bitch over there to not expel her from the school. Right. So, so that's the that's the plot of episodes three and four. Basically, in a nutshell. Yeah. Right. Um. So, I had two for each of these. Um, for Makina. <laughs> I had Tia Ballard and Felicia Angel. For hmm. Kiriko, I went with Bryn Apple and Monica Rial. Okay. With Makina and with Tia and Felicia, I felt like that they could each pull it off. With Tia, I know she can do comedy. I love it when she does comedy, because Nanami exists. Ali Gura from Blah Blah K Battlefront, by the way, <laughs> loved it. 
I was so happy when I saw that it was her because it was my prediction, and I'm like, yes. That, that's right. Um, you did predict her. Me and Katie. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, got one. <laughs> but um, I know she can do comedy, even though this character is a little bit different than the comedic characters that she's played before. Mm-hmm. I know she can do it. So I was like, put it in there. I could just hear her voice come out of that character's mouth. And what was your reasoning behind Felicia? Um, you just want to see her in more roles because she's sweet, don't you? Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I also like what she's been doing with um, Shinoa from Seraph. Yeah. No, I, I do like what she's doing there. I think Machina is very similar to um, what's her what's her nuts from uh, Devil Is a Part Timer. Um, um, not Emmy, right? Emmy, yes. She's kind of similar to like, the hard ass by the book. You know, you will do as I say uh, when I say it. And right. uh, I could see it. Okay. And for Kiriko, um, Kiriko was a little bit more difficult because obviously, because she does sing. Right. So that's going to be interesting to see what happens there. And there, that's. Um, and it's because that she sings is what is why I picked who I picked, but uh, I'll announce that later after you're done. Yeah, with Bryn, I know she can do the somewhat soft-spoken and yet not entirely outspoken. And she's she can and that. she can sing, too, because I've been watching the show by Rock Dub, and she sings well in that. She di- she I've been watching Red Data Girl, and I'm not 100% sure if she actually sings in the show, but if she does, it works. Mm. Um and Monica, Monica has obviously that distinct voice that I felt would work for her, that character too. Moe boy! I, yeah, but then I saw another character that we'll get to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I'm like, yes. Yeah. Um, but anyway, what are you thinking for these two, sir? For Machina, I only picked one of each for for each character. For Machina, oh. I had Alexis Tipton. Okay. And because she can, has done that sort of um, that sort of really catty, just no nonsense, just argh, before, and it worked out pretty well. And kind of, kind of along the same lines of reasoning that you picked out for her as Susan A. You know. Yep. I'll tell you what, because she was Mix in Aquarian Evil, and that was a very similar character in that to who Machina yeah. is. Yeah. And my reasoning for my pick for what was it? Uh, potatoes. It is. Wait, who is your pick for potatoes? I don't even think you said it. Brina Palencia. Okay. Because it's because, in case they dub the insert songs, because Hmm. Brina is the best singer they have in Funimation's entire arsenal, and if they if they do decide to dub those songs, then they can use her to do it. I mean, considering that they dubbed the song that Minako sings. It's very possible that they'll dub the other song that Kiriko does. Right, and and in fact, Brina's even the um, for for a lot of these songs, she's even the what is it the um, like the lyricist. She's a lyricist for Show by Rock, and a lot of times they'll either get when they want to dub an insert song, they'll either get Brina to do it, or they'll get Brina to oversee it. Mm. And that that, that helps. was and, and also she can do the really high pitched moe moe voice as well. So that's. That's another thing. Okay. So, yeah. It'll be interesting to see those. Um, did you want to say anything, Zena? <laughs> um, You're so I... quiet. I feel so bad. <laughs> I have no strong feelings one way or the other. 
Okay. Yeah, th- these are characters he hasn't uh, he hasn't experienced. This is going to be for Zenith what I was like during you and Megan talking Tokyo Ghoul, which is oh me. <laughs> I, I have a Tokyo goat. Ghoul, yes. I have a goat picture <laughs> of this just goat staring completely blankly, going that it, that would work perfectly for this. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, um, I'll just say I—I I mean, I like the look of them from the opening. <laughs> That's what she said. Oh! Shut up! Oh my god! Um, Habercorn. <laughs> you mean Todd fucking Habercorn, right? <laughs> um, welcome to the world of Sword Art Online bloopers, Zenith. <laughs> the next two: Sagero and Cannon. Sagero, I had a couple for. I had three. <laughs> They're all and I, I slightly bet, stereotypical. And I bet I bet ours are going to intertwine. I bet we're oh, going to overlap. Yeah. Possibly. For, for Sejiro, I had either Robert McCollum or Ian Sinclair. Yes, I had those two. and But I also threw Christopher Sabat in there as like a stereotypical kind of choice, unfortunately. Yeah. All three of them could do it. All three of them could. I think it'll be one of those three. Or they could... They could probably throw a monkey wrench in and get someone we've never heard of before, or someone who's not typically, who doesn't typically do those roles. But I mean, I mean, considering considering Susanae and Minako, and even Anthony Bowling Cogni to an extent, mm-hmm. we have some fairly, we have some new blood hanging out here. Right. I mean, for all so. we, for all intents and purposes, it could be someone like Rico Fajardo or whatever. <laughs> oh. That'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, who completely <laughs> broke my heart with Daryun. Ouch. <laughs> good thing. Because I wanted... By the time... Oh, 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 you know who should play Seijiro? Who? Marcus Stimic. <laughs> oh my god, here we go again. My name's <laughs> Seijiro want... Anonymy. <laughs> you want drunk Harrison Ford coming in on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Z- Z- we have to explain this one to you, Zenit. There's a voice actor named Marcus Stimic who, uh, who, I honestly think he's a newcomer, hasn't done much, but he sounds like a young Harrison Ford who has been drinking since seven in the morning. <laughs> and every time, every time he speaks, he's like, "Yeah, my name's Sajero Nanami, and you know, this is balls." <laughs> he used to be roommates with Austin Tindall. Yeah, I was roommates with Austin Tindall once. And, oh, the funny one was where he was he was on the Bento commentary. He was like, yeah, one time was I was walking in and there's some guy trying to pick a fight with me. and I don't know. I was kind of drunk. Or, <laughs> really? I don't remember. You know, it's. But it's oh, my God. But he's, he's been in more commentaries than he's been in major roles. So. But anyway, that would we'll be fun. What, Marcus Stimic as Sejiro would be awesome. You cannot do it. Let's throw it in there. After seeing him as Tarasica, I think, yeah, I think he could do it. It's possible. Yeah. <laughs> after Tarasica from Assassination Classroom. Okay. Mm-hmm. Balls guy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. Right now, um, Zenith is over in the corner going, what the fuck are you all talking about? <laughs> Welcome to Dub Talk, where this we talk about crazy shit. <laughs> and Teletubby <laughs> costumes. And possibly dub announcements. And Maybe. I'm Old Man McGucket. <laughs> Two shits in a bucket? Motherfuck it. <laughs> okay. 
Moving on. <laughs> Cannon. Good night, everybody. <laughs> We're not done yet. Back here. <laughs> Cannon. The um, the the girl with the red hair, who for when she comes in, doesn't say a damn word. She just talks by her uh by her text messages. Yep. Eventually she does talk because apparently the big thing, the big thing with this. And what influenced my prediction here mm. was that she has an anime voice. Yeah, that's that, how the character is described to have. And apparently, that's a bad thing. Quotation marks. Except for Kagami. Kagami just loves it. He's like, yeah. He's like, oh my god. <laughs> yep. Oh, I just love your anime voice. <laughs> I want to hear it. Like, um, that's so, my goal is to hear it. So because of that, I picked Monica Rial. Mm-hmm. I knew you were gonna say it. Isn't that nope. like the third time you said Monica Real? I think it is, but but you know I nope, I see second. I see the reasoning behind it because she's yep. got the moe moe voice. Yep, she has that distinct voice that would work. Yeah, I had In another situation. I had a prediction. I really wanted Jeremy Lee, but I didn't know if she was going to be in town to do it. Right. And so yeah. I, and so on backup, I picked. I tossed up between Felicia and Bryn because they're, in my opinion, for that kind of role, they're kind of interchangeable. That's true. They both sound really, really similar to one another, so. We'll see how that goes. Um, two more. Mm-hmm. Sachiko and Araki. Who? Sachiko, the manga author. Oh, yes, yes. And Araki, she is, or I should say he, actually. Plot twist. <laughs> it's a trap. It's a trap. Um, is the uh, uh, mage person right to Kagami's knight in that video game? That's like what episode eight or nine or something. Right, right, right. Lucy. So, so for Sachiko, I I only had one. I picked Felicia Angel on that one. For some reason, she, oh, go ahead. She know she know it was a thing. Yeah, yeah. And now- I like it, and I feel like it could work. Now that you mention it, I think that's a pretty good choice, too. I, for some reason, picked Caitlin Glass. That would have been an interesting choice. Mm-hmm. I don't know what... That was just the first name that came to me. I'm not even sure if it would be the... Excuse me, I got the burps. <laughs> oh. That be your son. Oh, yeah. That steel reserve, 40 ounces of, of pure <laughs> malt liquor. Woohoo. Mm-hmm. But no, that's, um, that's who I had was Caitlin Glass. And for okay. and for Araki, um, Be- because legit guys who are watching slash listening to this, Araki is a boy. Right, and what? that kind of. Let me ask you this: When you were watching the episode, did you have a prediction before the big reveal, or after and after the big reveal, or did you stick with it all the way through? I stuck with it all the way through to the end of the episode. Okay. Before I sat down and took a look at who I would think, yeah, could pull it off. Okay, so who did you have beforehand and who did you have afterwards? I just did after. Um, I had two, Leah Clark and Brina Palencia. Okay. Because both can pull, can, both are capable of playing boys, and but still sounding a little bit feminine to them. I see. Yeah. So that's those are who I picked considering that twist at the end of that episode and everything. Right. Spoiler alert, by the way. You know. Trigger Sorry. warnings up in this bitch. <laughs> Sorry, guys, but yeah, let's face it, that's Tr- not a girl. Trigger warning: this tweet contains words. 
<laughs> How dare you! Trigger warning, this tweet contains stupid shit. <laughs> no. I, um, Way to spoil it for me. I went into the episode not knowing about the twist. Mm-hmm. And um, when I first made a prediction, when I saw the character's face and heard the Japanese voice, and off the bat, I thought, Afia Yu. And then the twist happened. Mm-hmm. And then I thought about it long and hard, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to stick with Afia Yu. Because, oh, really? Yes, because she's also had experience playing boys, because, and you know it because you watched Level E. Oh, this is true. Yeah, she was the little, the little black-haired kid in the Color Rangers, who was like slept all the time, and yet he had strangely was the most powerful one of the group and had the highest level and everything. That was um, that was the Black Ranger. Black Ranger, yes. Yep. Okay, I remember yeah. what you're talking about. And he was like no one in particular. Because I, because I think Leah Clark was also one of them. I just can't remember which one. He, was. she was. She was the Red Ranger, who was the really, really nerdy guy. Yes. Okay. And he was always scared of everything. And Terry Doty was the gone lookalike. Mm-hmm. And uh, and whatnot. But we're getting off it. Yeah. And so yeah, I uh, I I thought about it long and hard. I'm like, yeah, I think Afia could play it. We'll have to see what happens really with that. Mm-hmm. Because again, it was so important. To announce who Miho is compared to some of these other characters. And here's just what's been bugging me is that Funimation is not doing follow-up announcements. If no, order not. to in order to figure out who's playing who, you actually have to locate the director on Twitter and bug them about it. And either most that of that, or just either that, or just check A and N constantly. Well, I mean, even A and N is done by user submission. So, right. and a lot of it is just guesswork. There's some of the st- roles on A&N are not right. So, yeah, that's true. Dun, so dun, it, dun, it, dun, yeah, dun. It, it could it be it, you? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's Colonel Mustard in the dub with the microphone. With the pipe wrench. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> hey, hey, now, Colonel yeah, Mustard the, has the voice it, of an it, angel, man. <laughs> but yeah, it does. I, I agree. It, it also kind of bugs me that they're not doing follow-ups. I mean, and then again, there's like some of the announcements. They have like just like five or six characters for the first episode or two. Right. But then you have other dub announcements where it's where it basically looks like a full-fledged cast. Because I mean, to, Show by Rock and um, well, Mikuraga to... School Suite are because uh, there's was four, including Otaku Teacher, that was announced at Acon. Those two lo- look like full-fledged cast announcements right there. To be and then fair you have to show by Otaku teacher in Arsland, and they're like five or six. <laughs> to be fair to show by Rock, most of those characters appeared in the first episode. Right. So, yeah. Speaking of show by Rock, wink, wink, <laughs> is that uh, I actually plan on doing a dub talk without you, Lilac. Woo! I'm yeah. giving him up. I'm giving him responsibilities. Will it? And well, who the hell knows? <laughs> this, this can only end badly. The podcast <laughs> will go to the goats. <laughs> Too many goats. The, the, the podcast will just evolve into Master Keaton is awesome for five hours. <laughs> and goats and beer and bacon. I, I, and d- I, did I, I mention that Master Keaton is, is really awesome? Y- yes, you did. <laughs> Yeah, well. you, you did like a million times. 
Yes. <laughs> what has this world come to? Yes. We all we have talked about is goats and masticated. What is? <laughs> well, what? it's time to talk about monster instead. Like, what hath mad science wrought? <laughs> no, no, that's twentieth century boys. Oh yeah. <laughs> no. We're so good at this game. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. We some professionals up in here. Yeah. Oh yeah. We never said we were professionals, but we'll go with it. Because <laughs> just <laughs> dropping f bombs every now and again. <laughs> totally professional. I just realized I haven't really cursed all that much today. I blame well, Megan. What's <laughs> yeah, no, because she curses like a <laughs> sailor. When she stars, I go with her. <laughs> She's like, ah, She's the reason why the swear ship just sails away. <laughs> and this is why if, if panels happen, there will be a swear jar specifically yes. for her. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, 18 and up. 18 plus panel. We got to... Got I, I, under I understand, but broader audience... Put butts we, in the seats. We don't even have much of an audience yet. We're working on that. That's why I said, if the show becomes popular, uh, okay, then I'll submit for a for a panel. All right. If if it becomes, so yeah. If yeah. this if Dub Talk becomes popular come December, and if we can get Megan and Hardy to come to Anime Boston 2016, I said I will submit information for a panel. A dub talk panel where the three of us, because basically these two assholes are permanent fixtures at this point. Yeah, we'll much. have a fun ass time. Mm -hmm. So, and I always go to Anime Boston, so I'll just be there, and I'll randomly pop up, be like, <laughs> "I'm here." Yeah, you'll be there. Katie goes to Anime Boston, actually. Mm -hmm. um, I know Amon does. Yeah, uh, we should have like a huge. We need to have Amon on a dub talk once, but he's kind of do. yeah. And. And I'm trying to convince Noah to come too. <laughs> oh Lord, <laughs> that'll be interesting. Anyway, he'll just talk. Being... He'll just talk about Tom and Jerry for half an hour. <laughs> point being, if you would, if the people listening or watching, if you really want to see this happen, you got to help us out to make this a thing. Yes. First of all, when this goes up on YouTube, um, like and subscribe and post in the comments below. Yes, and please. also follow us on Twitter. We do lots of tweeting and, and stuff. Yes, mine oh, is mostly shit. about goats. <laughs> and and Mr. Keen. And rants about Antiplex constantly. <laughs> yes, mine is just random shit. A mix of everyday life and then just other stuff. Yes. And uh, I mostly talk about the stuff that I'm editing at the moment. <laughs> yes, you do. Uh, and so his, yeah, if his, you want to follow us on Twitter, the, the, the Twitter handles will be in the description below, by the yes. way. Zenith and um, his huge reviews are like four hours long. I, I have a, I have a I retrospective have... coming up. It's uh, it, it was two hours worth of recording. I, I managed to whittle it that. down. He's I a had machine, to man. <laughs> He's a machine. I had to re-record my lines like 15 times. In terms of like additional things, like I don't like this, so I'm gonna sit down. And I'm gonna re-record that specific line and keep going. And I'm almost close to being done with it. The rough almost. editing. Oh Jesus! This is why I would probably die if I made extremely long videos. We have only months to go. Yeah. So if 
because this episode will probably come up um, early July, if because we're recording this the week before Father's Day, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so from the time this episode comes up to probably around Christmas, end of December, if this show becomes a thing and we can get Hardy and Megan to come to Anime Boston, I will literally submit panel information to the convention heads and be like, can we do this? <laughs> and if it happens, it'll be glorious, but you have to help us out in order to make it a thing. Yeah, tell your friends, tell your wives, tell your husbands, because we dubbed it everybody out there. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, and so far it's been doing really well, actually. Mm-hmm. It's probably one of the fastest growing series, at least for my channel, <laughs> since starting it, since making it an, an official thing back in January. I mean, between the two halves of, what, Assassination Classroom, Death Parade, and Tokyo Ghoul that we did a couple months ago, the two halves between the two of them, it's like 900 views. That's wild. That's yeah. pretty nice. Yeah. And then Blood Blockade Battlefront, which was uploaded at the time of recording this, a week and a half, almost two weeks ago, almost about 200. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. So, it, it can happen. Go, it's go Lilac. Go Lilac. Go Lilac. Do dance. <laughs> it's your birthday. Not yet, but... Oh, yeah. Eventually, it will be your birthday. (laughs) But anyway, like, comment, subscribe, and uh, watch lots and lots of anime. And uh, (laughs) as we ramble on and on and on. Everyone, watch Lilac Anime Reviews. Watch Zenith Will Review. And listen to my... and uh, Watch watch Hardy Tweet Goats. Yes. And rant about Aniplex. And in case you actually want to watch the show we're talking about right now, Ultimate Otaku segway. Teacher. Segway. segway. Perfect segue. Um, so. it, it comes on, I believe, uh, Saturday afternoon. Um, both the simulcast and the dub mm-hmm. at the same time. Right. Um, simulcast, um, as of now, you can watch the early episodes for free, but I believe there is a two-week Three weeks. Three week. That's one of the three week ones. Yeah. Three week um, elite subscription wall for the simulcast. Um, and then the dub, obviously, you have to have an elite subscription in order to view it. Um, and you can do the 14 day free trial um, if you would like to do that. But if you do that, be aware they do ask for credit card information. So after the 14 days, they will start taking money out of your account if, the, if you're only interested in the free trial. Yeah. Just so but- you know. But odds are, by the time that the 14 days have passed, you'll have enjoyed so many of the, of the over 9,000 episodes of anime on Funimation.com that you honestly won't want to leave. So, Shameless plug! Shameless butt plug, yes! I, mean, I wouldn't go that far. I don't think a shameless butt plug is appropriate, but... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe for this show it is, I don't know. <laughs> I was about to say maybe I was about to say no. It would be maybe it's more appropriate for Seraph, but <laughs> but then my brain went to a yeah sad world for me. Yeah, about who your daddy was. That's what. Shut up. <laughs> Never mind. I fucking hate you. So glare on the, on, on that note. So we have a bet, don't uh. we? This is going to hurt, isn't it? 
is gonna hurt, you yes. son of a bitch. <laughs> oh. we, well, the bet was Just whoever, to remind everyone. Yeah, the bet was whoever guessed most uh, voice roles right got to choose a show for the loser to watch. Yep. And it could not be hentai. Fan service yep. and man service is okay. It had to be legally streaming on one of the website on the, one of the uh, legal streaming websites, and it had to be something short, either a film, OVA, or eleven to thirteen episode series. Yes. And so, both of us were dead wrong on all accounts. So we decided to go through with it, and we're both going to suffer. Yes. <laughs> so, Hardy, what did you? Uh, what am I stuck with? Unfortunately. You are going to watch "Wanna Be the Strongest in the World." Oh, God. The fan service laden women's wrestling show focusing on pain and torment. And I will at least say, I have been kind of prepping myself because I have been watching the clips that are on YouTube. I don't even think those clips have helped me prep my myself mentally. Yeah. So. But you are, I already, I already spoiled it for you because I told you. So, yeah. but, but you're going to tell me what you picked for me and I, <laughs> I'm not prepared for this. He's going to kill me. Um, so originally, because it took me a minute to figure out what I could sub- I suggest, subject you to. Oh, joy. And <laughs> originally, I was like, okay, how about Loveless? And I mentioned it to him. Unfortunately, it's not streaming legally, because I have got that stipulation. So I, dub- that. I dodged the bullet. However, he probably would have wanted that more oh, than the do? one I actually picked. What did you do, Lilac? <laughs> what did you do? And you, you can check Crunchyroll because it is there. Sir, you will be watching School Days. Well, shit. <laughs> it is on Crunchyroll. I checked. It was either going to be School Days or Brothers Conflict. So. Uh, well, you know, I, <laughs> I figured someone would get me to watch it eventually. So. <laughs> At least uh. you're going to get it out of the way. Yeah. Get it done out of the way. I and I, I told you, you probably would have wanted Loveless more than School Days. Nah, at least we got the yeah. awesome ending. You know, the nice boat and everything. So <laughs> the, the pretty boat. I like that yeah, boat. That's an awesome boat. <laughs> uh, that's an awesome boat. That boat's and, okay, I guess. <laughs> and for the people who have not seen School Days, they will not understand what we're talking about. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. <laughs> oh, no, you know. You understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so considering uh, Zenith was not part of the bet, he should have to watch both of them, right? <laughs> wait, if he wait, he's wait. Have you seen either or? I have not seen either or. I just looked up the clips uh, for the world's strongest uh, or whatever it's called. Oh no! <laughs> and uh, I, 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 I'm getting flashbacks from Master of Martial Hearts here. Um, uh, I, I could watch along, I guess. I don't mind. I just gotta well, with with anime. We, we, I gotta make time. Well, do we? Well, Hardy, you and I—we've known each other for a while. We yeah. know how to push each other's buttons. Right. Do we really want to be that mean to Zenith? I mean, he was a nice person to not only come on to today's episode, but he is coming back for Arslan. So, do we uh, really want to subject him to it? Yes. <laughs> you or you dick. could give me something else to watch. I mean, I'm entirely open okay. for suggestions. Right. We, I have the perfect we, thing. We, we, we could. Oh God. I'm Other scared. than Master Keaton, because I am it's reviewing not, that it's for not you. Master Keaton. I want no, you. To, it, 
It has to go under the guidelines still. Okay, under the guidelines. You will watch the first season of High School DxD. Is that High School of the Dead, or is that a different no, no, no. series? That's oh, a okay. different show entirely. Okay. Yeah. High School DxD. Look, if you look, if you look on Funimation, you'll find it. It's it's a it's a fan service laden series, but it actually has a decent plot to it. Hmm. Hmm. Challenge accepted. Good deal. <laughs> Because I was so thinking pre- about I was thinking about making Stephanie watch it and then want to be the strongest came up. I'm like, that's even better. <laughs> oh, believe me, that was me. I'm like, let's get him to watch Loveless, and then that didn't happen. And then I saw School Days. I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is my vengeance for Seraph of the End. <laughs> that shit show. <laughs> that shit show that you and Megan put me through when we recorded that, and I had to deal with when editing the damn thing. Oh God! No, you acted like on Twitter. You acted like you were really upset. I was. I was like, did I go too far? I'm like, I just. But, no, you know. I did. I, I did want to kill things, but in the end, I'll admit. <laughs> by the time I finished editing that episode, I'm like, this shit is hilarious. <laughs> this is gold. <laughs> it's gold. It may come back to bite us in the ass later, but. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't As even have to bring out our Teletubby jokes. No, you brought out the Teletubby shenanigans. <laughs> okay. We have been talking way too long about everything. And we were worried about this being the shortest episode, too. So. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's not happened anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, like we, like we were saying, if you want to watch Ultimate Otaku Teacher... Um, the simulcast and the broadcast dub are air on Friday, not Friday, excuse me, Saturday afternoons on Funimation. And simulcast, uh, some of the episodes are behind a three-week Elite subscriber wall, and then the dub, you have to have the Elite subscription. But there's the 14-day free trial, so. Uh, shameless plug, one more time. Um, <laughs> and okay. uh, I, I will say the two episodes that I saw... While I was initially iffy on it, they are worth a watch. They are definitely, uh, they're, they're not horrible. They're very, they're quite good, in fact. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. check them out. The three it's, of us are probably yeah. the only people in the United States who like, like this. You are looking at Ultimate Otaku Teachers fan base, ladies and gentlemen. We this are the much. Ultimate Otaku Otaku. Yes, all three yeah, of us. Because apparently, according to the other people we talked to, they hate this show. Yeah. They really do. Most people because of that first episode. I will admit the only reason I actually started watching it was because Hope Chapman really, really, really hated it. And so, of course, I have to enjoy it. So, yeah. Basically, long story short, Hardy is an asshole. <laughs> yeah, really, yeah. I am. <laughs> um, the which is why I, kind too. I mean, it's the same reason yeah, I like Korra. But anyway, if you really do want to see it, which... At, at the very least, I know episode one can kind of go extreme morally. If you at least watch one or two more episodes after that, then come up with a decision if you want to keep going with it. It's not bad. Yeah. It's, it's dumb fun. It is. Yeah. Even though if it, it is animated like ass. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so I guess that's it for us today. Um, I know Hardy's going to be disappearing for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Because I... I think the order we're doing for these episodes will be Otaku Teacher, Arslan, and then probably Show by Rock, depending on when you get those to me. Right, uh, right. So, <laughs> you won't see Hardy for a little while. 
Zephyrus, mm. but you will see Zenith again. Yay! Um, and you will see Megan, because she had the night off today. <laughs> um, so you'll see Zenith, Megan, and myself talking about Arslan next time. Yay! And then you'll see Hardy, and I don't even know who you decided to bring in for Show by Rock, but... <laughs> it's a mystery! We'll, we'll keep it a mystery until then. Um, so, I guess at this point, gentlemen, say your goodbyes. Goodbye, everybody. I'm Zenith Rule. Thanks for having me on. I gotta pee! Like, you really bad? Too, you had too much beer, apparently. I gotta pee! End it! <laughs> okay, 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 calm down. <laughs> <laughs> I can't end it if you're gonna keep whining. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so yeah, until next time, Otaku on, my friends. Keep it manly. <laughs>